Fiction's top five podcast. This is the uh, Pulp Fiction podcast where we just count down a different top five every week. It could be our top five favorite actors, favorite movies, or favorite scenes. This week, we are going to count down our top five favorite action movies of all time. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is tearing up the box office this weekend, so we thought we would count down in its honor our top five favorite action movies of all time. So let's just jump right into it. This, I have no idea what to expect. I don't know what either of you... I, I have no clue. What, what rules did you make for this list? That's a good question. My rules, uh, honestly, if I would allow myself to put in comic movies, which you've already talked about, then they would probably be my entire list. So dropped <laughs> all of those. I agree. And, cool. and to me, well, my my deal was it had to be mostly act like... Okay, I didn't use comic book movies because to me that's more comic book movie. Right. I didn't include like any westerns like Tombstone, for instance, because like yes, westerns. it's action, right. but to me it's a western. Right. So uh, those were kind of the rules I used. Uh, action adventure kind of get thrown in together. Yeah, I and that's tough. I didn't include I tossed any... anything ad- adventure related, which was really hard. It, it was, was like Back to the Future. Yep. You could consider that action, yep. but it's really Raiders more adventure. of the Lost Ark. Raiders. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, because to me that's more adventure. Also, yeah. Uh, also, How about I, period pieces. You know, I mean, I would love to put like this, like Gladiator, maybe Braveheart, Braveheart, Braveheart or something, but not going to do it. You See, know, I'll I save did it for consider those, but you're right, and the, and I struggled with that. So now, this if y'all is, did, I don't care. But yeah, I was just trying to you know mix it up a little bit. It was tough. I just kind of like okay, is it mostly action or or is it something else? Yeah. Right. There was, the Goonies, of, I even I was like, well, I mean, like, I it's kind of listen, but like, that's sci-fi, adventure. I yeah. threw out everything. Well, and, I will and, say one of mine is about a 50 50 mix. So, so is mine. One of mine it, is a 50 50 mix I, as well. I just, yeah. I wanted to. That's how so it was. Oh, hey, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. I, uh, it what, what I found is that a lot of these movies were kind of like what we talked about with uh, Mission Impossible. Pretty generic. Pretty one-dimensional bad guy who's got like kind of silly, uh, not silly, but you know, wants money, right. and that's a right. kind of good guy, bad guy, cops, robbers, things like that. That's right. what I found, you know. Yeah. Okay. But, well, but I still really actually, but when I did put this together, I was like, these are all still pretty solid movies, right? So you know, there's a lot of great actions out there. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited. All right, Rachel, your number five favorite action movie of all time is... Okay, what I found is that most of these are not great movies. (laughs) I had a really, really hard time with this list, and I found out that I really don't like action at all. I don't own one action movie. It's just not my genre. I see them, and I'm like, oh, that was good. And then I go on with my life, and I forget that I ever saw them. It's not challenging. It's not challenging. I like storylines, and that's just not a thing for action movies. So inspiring you to go hang on a plane and I'll say my list consists of movies that were really bad action movies. So they're fun to watch or they're like surprisingly good storylines that go in with action movies. So all that to say, this should not be my number five. It should probably be something else, but I wanted to talk about it. So it's my number five and it's cuffs. Which Jacob has probably never heard of. Oh, the it's Christian, uh, Christian Slater. Slater, right? Yeah. yeah, I've never seen it. Heck yeah, cuffs. <laughs> Said the rest of the world. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Said the no rest one of the does. world. Nobody cares. No one does. That's okay, That's so, so Christian it's Slater. Is a guy named That's George... all you need to know. It's Cuss with a K. Cuss with a K. It's his last name. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, so Christian Slater. This was what 1992. George so Christian. Cuffs. Christian Slater was a bigger deal. He was the biggest deal probably in 1992. That was the height he of his was career. Big in the early but 90s. He played. Wait, did you say he was the biggest? Deal I mean, in of his career. Oh, he, I thought was, you meant of everybody. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was like the height of Christian Slater's okay. career. It's like some guy named Michael Jordan and, was around. And then at he the time. was in huge blockbusters <laughs> like Cuffs. Right. Uh, but basically, to the story, Christian Slater is like kind of a deadbeat dropout, 21 year old. He accidentally knocks up his girlfriend and, like, leaves her. Uh, And he goes and hangs out with his brother, who's a cop. His brother gets shot. And then somehow he's, like, bequeathed his his cop hood. Like, he takes over for him for some reason. Yeah, what he does. It's just terrible. I've seen it, but it was in 1992. It's terrible. It's terrible. It It makes no sense at all. But he he takes over his beat because, you know, that's his brother. I guess that's a thing that people can do. And then, you know, he's got to find the guy that killed his brother. And there's a couple twists in there that aren't really all that shocking, but they're twists nonetheless. And then at the end, he ends up being like responsible dad guy and gets back with Mila Jovovich. But in the first five minutes of it, 
I mean, at least watch that because Mila Jovovich is uh, running around in her underwear, dancing with Christian Slater with his shirt off. Okay, I'll so watch that's the first some, five minutes of it. That's some good, that's some good 90s. That's some good uh, action. You, there yeah. you go. Yeah, exactly. It's absurd. It's terrible. Me and my brother watched it a lot. There's a guy. The bad guy actually has a t-shirt with his own face on it. Like, there's so oh, many that's stupid awesome. things that's in this great. movie. But that's the best thing you've said about it. There are, there are plenty movie. better action movies that are on my consideration list. But that's personal favorite. No one's ever going to talk about cuffs. And I just wanted to talk about cuffs. So it's my number five. Awesome. That's, I have nothing to add. There's a lot of passion put behind there that. There was. Yeah. That was more passion than when she was counting down like her top five favorite movies of all time. That and Encino Man, man. Yeah. Uh, nailing it here. <laughs> like if, if somebody were to be like, hey, somebody's going to talk about an action movie starring Christian Slater today, I would have bet everything you would have said Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I would never... On the considerations ever, list. <laughs> I would have never... I would have never thought. That's uh, funny because there's actually a movie out of Chris, with Christian Slater in it that I thought about putting on this list today. Really? Yep. Because of stipulation, I didn't put True, Rom- True Romance on it. Oh, that. True Romance is yeah. a really good movie. Cuffs is where it's at, bro. You want to see <laughs> a good Christian Slater action flick? Cuffs. <laughs> with a K. Jacob, your number five favorite action movie of all time. My number five movie is Lethal Weapon. Oh, good choice. Starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. The original? Such a fun, the, the original. Yeah. Such a fun series. Yeah. I mean, they, they really are. And the dialogue that goes between Mel Gibson and oh, Danny yeah. Glover are just fun and fantastic, funny. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's not like the second and third were terrible movies either. And really, the, the fourth one's not bad. But the first one, I mean, I know we talked about a little bit about Mel Gibson last week. It's You right. know, you said... That Hollywood or fans are forgiving of Hollywood actors. Right, yes. I wish they could on Mel Gibson. Yeah, I think he can still put people in seats. I don't think he's done his uh, his time. I don't think he's done his time yet, and yeah. I don't think he's apologized well, enough. That's, he's yeah, got, that's he's got more. I yeah. I, well, it's like he apologized, and everybody's like, eh, "Okay, Mel Gibson," right. and then. Post Passion of the Christ, everything that happened, everybody's like, "Nope, done. Yeah. We're writing you off now." They gave him a chance to come back, and then right. he kind of screwed that up. Uh, I just these movies were always just entertaining to watch. I could put Lethal Weapon on pretty much any day. I, you know, one of those movies I've probably seen twenty times. Every time it's on television, you know, something like that. But it is nice that series never took a dive bomb. Like, it, like some of them were better than good. others, yeah, but they were consistently throughout. good. There's, yeah. there's certainly a, another movie that's going to be next that that series does. And so, uh, but for me, I. I it's just the the relationship between these two main characters. The chemistry yeah. is really is good between fantastic and, between uh, Gibson and Glover. Given Richard Donner, you know, he did Superman right. and, yes. and uh, you know other movies that we've talked about. I think in the last podcast, or, uh, just good director. So and, and the out there, people are coming out saying, "What's happened? What's happened? Somebody's about to say shit." That's right. She actually stops and says, shit. "The point being that now she has to cover her ass." So she grabs the nearest flat foot she can find and she says, Officer, officer, I saw the whole thing. Right. Right. <gasps> ah, that's pretty fucking thin. That's very thin. Now, what the hell? Thin's my middle name. Yeah, your wife's cooking. I'm not surprised. What? Nothing. Remarks like that will not get you invited to Christmas dinner. My luck's changing for the better every day. Right, baby, come to Roger. Come on. Cinema. Cinema. Read them and weep. What do you do? Sleep with that thing on your pillow? I would if I slept. (laughs) And the buddy, you know, the buddy comedy especially buddy cop comedy is like such a big it's almost a genre unto itself now lethal weapon probably the best of the bunch definitely the most I successful like you don't see many buddy cop movies anymore yeah no it was, it was a it. thing they for were a, while. a big deal for a long yeah, time yeah between now. like 48 hours lethal weapon there i mean there were a lot there for a while but yeah. lethal weapon is definitely the by far the most successful franchise think, right they, they, oh they were huge yeah. box office movies yeah they were huge good choice my number five favorite action movie of all time is probably the most generic action movie of all time but I did love it I think there's going to be a lot of that on this list (laughs) Uh, this is my really only generic pick I think the rest of them are pretty unique but this one I had to fit it in because I really did love it especially the original Die Hard 
That's my uh, number four. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's the series I was talking about. Oh, yeah. It took a huge time. The last <laughs> one was terrible. I didn't yeah. even watch it. Didn't oh, it was too. terrible. But the first two, really, the second one was still really good. The third one was even pretty decent. But the original Die Hard, it's a really good movie. And it was a game changer for, for action movies. I mean, it really was. When it came out, I mean, I remember I was only 12 years old. And I saw it in the movie theater. And I remember being blown away by this movie and thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Because it was cool. It, it was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> it was, and it was, and I remember at the time, even being 12-year-olds, people saying that this could be the best action movie of all time. And here we are, what, 25 years later, and people are still saying it's probably the best action movie of all time. There's definitely a reason for it. There's a reason why they joke about it in, in, in Friends, you know, yeah. Joey and uh, Chandler. They're, I mean, It gets referenced all over the place. Yeah, there's yeah. a new movie coming out with Jason Segel and um, Jesse Eisenberg, and they mention Die Hard in it. In the trailers, they talk about it. seems like awesome this is back when Alan Rickman could only play the bad guy, but yeah. I was okay yeah. with that because he was so cool at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was uh, Sheriff of Nottingham or, you know, of course, he plays uh, Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. Hans Gruber, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still there yeah i'm still here unless you want to open a front door for me no, i'm afraid not but you have me at a loss you know my name but who are you just another american who saw too many movies as a child another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's john wayne rambo marshall dylan i was always kind of partial to roy rogers actually I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I'm just jumping also just to say that there's a lot of fun dialogues and great action sequences, especially uh, when he loses his shoes and runs yes. through the glass. Oh, so um, good. Some pretty cool stuff. Iconic catchphrase. What phrase. he kind of pulls off, which is what makes the other movie so frustrating because how either unlucky... Is uh, Bruce Willis is uh, Officer John McClane? Yeah. Uh, how unlucky is he? Or is this guy ever gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> ever gonna get shot? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. You know what's so funny about Die Hard is when Die Hard came out, uh, before it came out, everybody was really, really skeptical of Bruce Willis being an action star, which is hilarious in retrospect. That's right. right. But he was coming off of Moonlighting, which was uh, like a romantic comedy yeah. on TV with Civil Shepherd, and he kind of did some music. He was like a he did like some some jazz music, and he was really known as a comic actor. And so, like this was met with some skepticism. And of course, now I mean, he's considered one of the best action movie stars of all time. But I mean, it's it's classic. Well, I and, don't and, think it's generic. I would have been disappointed if if it didn't get brought up outside of outside of your my list. It, it has to be. I mean, it has, it has to be. It's diehard. It is the action yeah, movie of all action the, movies. It is, and it. Last thing I'll say about John McClane is such a great character because not only is a badass. But he's kind of the ultimate wise ass action star, <laughs> like one liners and like wit yeah. and being funny. And it doubles as a Christmas movie as well. I was gonna say we watch it around Christmas every year. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good call. All right, so there you go. Die Hard, my number five favorite action flick of all time. Rachel, your number four favorite action flick. Die Hard definitely should have been above cuffs. Just <laughs> Just putting that on there. <laughs> Die Hard is actually the first thing I wrote down. So there's that. Uh, my number four is Terminator Two. Oh, I was so mad. When, when we first decided to do this list, I thought for sure Terminator 2 would be in my list, and it would have been number six. I'm just going to say that. I called my buddy who's got good taste in movies, and he said hey, that'd be his number one. Yeah, it, it yeah. was the it was Die Hard and then Terminator 2 were the first two I thought of. It's weird that it's not the first Terminator, but... Terminator 2 was just better. It was it's better. better. It was it weird, is. and that hardly ever happens. It, if we were to do a list of you know, sequels back. being better... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I... Well, it was that was a game changer from special effects standpoint. Like the whole like liquid, uh, you know. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was the liquid metal. That was like a game changer, and it kind of set the tone for Jurassic Park, which was the next couple years later. But at that time, that was considered like the CGI in that. Was but they game used it. Thank God, James Cameron used it very sparingly. He did, and because I I know that they still did a lot of practical effects, which they is did. what makes Terminator Two so great. Yeah, I was so young when it came out. I mean, you really, had a crush I, on Edward Furlong. I, everybody had a crush on Edward Furlong. Keep it under 65. We don't want to be pulled over. Affirmative. No, 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 no. You gotta listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say, no problemo. 
And if someone comes up to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, or later, dickwad. And if someone gets upset, you say, chill out. Or you could do combinations. Chill out, dickwad. That's great. See, you're getting it. No problemo. I think I liked that movie so much because of the special effects, because I was so young. I was like nine, eight or nine, somewhere in there. Yeah. So I can't grasp all of the Skynet, all of that stuff. That right. would have gone completely over my head. But I like distinctly remember watching it just because of all the special effects, uh, even where the, the cop like reached his hand through the, oh, so the windshield cool. yeah. and like right in his eye. Um, have you seen this boy? Yeah, yeah. have you world? seen this? Yeah. I forgot about that. In the world. I laughed so hard. I was so excited when he pulls up behind yeah. him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just a fantastic movie and a good the opening theme to yes. Terminator Two is good, iconic good now. Good. Yes, good, good da, 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 da. I always screwed up. I think I had one done. No, I think you got it. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. So and even it, it, it may have been because I was a kid. I don't know, but I got emotional at the end. Dude, like, I remember crying. It's at one the of, end. if we were to like do like movies. I mean, like when he does the thumbs up Which going so into stupid. the. It's so it's lame so if you think about. But like fifteen year old me when he was doing the thumbs up, but is he going down to that? In my head, it's lava, but I know it's not lava. It's some sort of like vat of something. It looks like lava. Melted metal? That is what it is. Yeah, it looks like lava. And he gives the thumbs up. Oh, that broke my 15-year-old heart. Got you right in the heart. (laughs) Here's another series, and I wonder how often this is going to come up on this list, that takes a dive. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just so frustrating. They kind of killed this franchise. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I don't think there's any way right now to bring it back, because every time they try, these are just not good They even put Arnold in it. Yeah, they put Arnold in it, and he had him fight the 1984 Arnold, and you put Khaleesi in it, and they still didn't... Make it's a good proof movie. positive that you've killed the franchise. Yeah, yeah if you can't stinks. if you can't redeem it from that. But the Maybe first just two, James Cameron doesn't have his hand in it as much. He might be a yeah, producer, that's but true. Know, not directing it. But yeah. the first two are great, and, and we should mention the first one is really really good. But I just think universally, it's agreed that the second one is Terminator Two is a better, is the better movie. movie. Yep. Yeah. Great choice. Uh, your number four was, was Die, Die Hard. Yep. My number four favorite action flick of all time, and this kind of was like you know kind of on the edge, but I decided it was action. Godzilla, King of Monsters. <laughs> Have at it. It's yeah, all you. Uh, I'm gonna just sit back and relax. <laughs> no, I know it's one of your favorites. I just haven't this. seen it. So. Oh, as a kid, I loved Godzilla. Huge Godzilla fan. I'm still a Godzilla fan to we'll this have day. We'll to talk about the most recent movie that came out. Yeah, we will. Uh, but look up Godzilla. It was the 1956. It's the original Godzilla. The 1950. It might be listed as Gohira. Oh, there it is. But it's. I mean, I'm not alone on this. It was actually considered a great movie. Like I'm sure if you look up critics' reviews, they loved it. Raymond Burr was in it, directed by Ishiro Honda, and it was actually supposed to be a metaphor for like nuclear war. Godzilla was supposed to represent like you know the effects of nuclear war, yes, and all that type of thing. But it actually holds up today as a, as a really good movie. I'm just gonna be honest. I just love Godzilla as Did a you, kid. So would you watch this on repeat quite a bit? As yeah, a kid? I watched Did all the own Go- Godzilla uh, yeah, movies. Yeah, well. They used to, like, on Saturdays, they used to play Godzilla movies. They were called, like, Monster Movie Saturdays, and they played a lot of Godzilla movies. This was the best movie of the bunch, and I was a kid, I liked a lot of the other ones where he was fighting the other monsters and things like that, but the original Godzilla movie is, it really is a great movie. I'm going to look up... Now, real quick, what did you think of the 2014 Godzilla? I liked it. Here, well... I had a love hate because when it. are we going to talk about Godzilla? Again? Well, yeah, they're probably doing a sequel, but yeah, they, I'm sure they are. They, I had a love hate with it. It was so slow. It was so slow. It was too slow. If they would have cut out like 30 minutes of of the movie and Aaron Taylor Johnson, yeah, yeah, he was terrible. He was such a generic. That was the deal. the The humans in it were so generic. Besides uh, Walter White, who was awesome, <laughs> he was great in it. But they wasted him. I mean, he, I shouldn't say waste. If they would have just cut ahead they after his stuff him. and then got to Godzilla, but they spent so much tedious time. And like you said, the Aaron Taylor Johnson was such a terrible generic actor. Now, when they got to the Godzilla stuff, it was awesome again. That's like the last third, The last 30 minutes were great. And, and it, I actually, loved the, the Godzilla jumping on the scene, that was a really pretty shot. Oh, it you know? was. But every time Godzilla was, when he was on, it was awesome. It was awesome. Now, half the time in the movie, they you'd see Godzilla, and boom, they'd just go over to a relationship. Yes. Thing. And it's it like, go killing. back to the yes. dinosaur. Yeah, go exactly. On. That's why we're here. We're here for Godzilla. We're uh, not here for these humans. 
And I know that you want to create a story, but it was too much. The the last 20, 30 minutes, I freaking loved. And they did a great job with, with you know, the looks and effect of Godzilla and even the character of Godzilla where he wasn't, he was the good guy. He ended up being the hero that and killing cool. the, it, it was cool. And it was, so yeah, I had a love-hate it with it. It was just too slow. Okay. But I love the Godzilla stuff. My number four favorite movie, action movie of all time, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Rachel, your number three favorite action flick of all time. My number three is Kill Bill Volume 1. Nice. Definitely not Volume 2. Didn't even cross my mind. This, weirdly enough, this came out in what, 2003? Yes. This was the first Tarantino movie that I watched, even ahead of Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. Really? Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. We all say Pulp Fiction now, by the way. Do you notice that? <laughs> yeah, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, I, I watched it before either one of those and then went back and, and watched them almost immediately after watching this movie because I liked it so much and I liked his style so much. The action is ridiculous and it's over the top. It's Sarantino. It's super bloody. But I was actually really interested in the storyline and liked the bride as character, even though I don't really like Uma Thurman. So all of it kind of worked for me. It was something, because I hadn't been exposed to that before, it was kind of something I hadn't ever seen up to that point. So it really stuck with me for a long time. And then the second one was a huge disappointment to me. I never really was a fan of the Kill Bill series. And it might be, we talked about this, it might be because of Uma Thurman. Uh, It was a little overdramatic, but I appreciate the directing in it. There Mm -hmm. were some really, really cool, like, shots and things like that, but... You know, Kill Bill never did it for me. I really liked Kill Bill, especially yeah. the first one. But I see what you're saying. It was, I don't remember I, I don't the second think, one. Probably. I think any of... Well, it was such a, a dramatic turnaround. The first one was all action, like nonstop. Yeah. Like over the top, purposely, I've seen the purposely first one about over the two top or three action. times. The second one was a lot more drama and a lot more about the relationship between the bride and Bill and that type of thing. It was a it was just, really weird turn. It was a weird turn. For what the first one was. Yeah. The second one is... Not at all what I expected. And is a lot of people of... like the second one more, but I mean, I, I'm with you. I like the first one more, and, I, and it, I gave heavy consideration. It's my honorable mentions to Kill Bill Volume One. It's a fun movie. Like yeah, I love the over the top. You know, I, Tarantino is such a huge fan of Japanese cinema, and it's For obvious that this not, was kind of kind of cool. It was kind of an homage to Especially his love sequence. of Japanese. Yes, yeah, pretty cool. So cool, and and those fight scenes that they had in there were just great. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they used a lot of like the. I don't even know what effect it's called, but like you saw in the Matrix where people kicking and flying. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of that. There's like gratuitous the blood. blood. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I thought, I mean, like, it was, like... that stuff is fun to me. Yeah. I just had a lot of fun with this movie and was actually interested in what was going on and why they were doing the things they were doing. So yeah. that's, to me, that's hard to do in an action movie, but Kill Bill. It's certainly did not that a terrible movie. I mean, I, I gave it an eight. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Good choice. Jacob, your number three favorite action film of all time? I think this is my only movie that I might have an asterisk next to because it could be considered a drama. But because of the shootout scene at the end of it, I have to go with Heat. Oh, I oh see, we talked about we talked, that. But we talked specifically because if, if we include it, it would probably be my number one. But yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but go ahead. But, but because of that asterisk, it's like, well, should I put it at five? Do I even need to mention it? But that shootout scene is one of the best shootout scenes oh. yeah. in a movie. Yeah. Wait, and, now you're uh, talking about the, the shootout at the end or the uh, bank robbery scene? The, the, the end. The end on the streets okay. oh, and all gosh, that. Oh gosh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there's a couple of action pieces because the the bank heist earlier in the scene is a pretty the shootout and the there's a couple of action sets, but I know yes. So yeah, yeah. so it should work, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, your two main stars. We got Dumpy Al Pacino, which I'm just messing <laughs> with Brandon here, <laughs> and uh, we have Robert De Niro. And it's, is this the first time outside of the Godfather series, but they never have a scene together? Yeah, wasn't right. this the first time? There was the, and it was a huge deal, and they delivered. Huge. Oh, and that the, the, the coffee shop. Scene? Yes, yeah, the, the diner awesome. scene. I mean, it, it was an epic. It was like what it was like. Movie buff porn, like yes. finally seeing Pacino and De Niro together, the two best of their generation. Like you said, they were both in The Godfather too, but you know, De Niro was playing the young Beato Corleone, and Pacino was playing right. the current Michael Corleone. So they never shared a scene together until that diner scene in Heat. And man, the back and forth is just—it's like a master class in acting. You're just watching yeah. the two masters like go back and forth. Yeah, and and the dialogue was so good because it's like they purposely did it. It was almost like Michael Mann to see said, who could outact each other. Yes, it was like <laughs> I'm going to give Pacino a great line, ooh, but then I'm going to give De Niro a better one. But then Pacino's going to come back with this awesome one. You know, we're sitting here, you and I, are like a couple of regular fellas. I mean, you do what you do, I do what I gotta do. 
And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. It's just so good. I didn't know that Michael Mann wrote it, actually. Yeah, he wrote now. and directed it. Well, see, I have such a love-hate relationship with Michael Mann. For for a long time, I thought he could do no wrong. In the uh -huh. 90s, I mean... It, well, oh, he was on fire in the 90s. He was so good, but then later on when he did things like Miami Vice... Uh, you know, I became, you know, public enemies. I was really kind of disappointed. Yeah, and now I don't know how to feel about Michael Mann because he can really draw out long scenes. And when you think about Heat, there are some like slow moments, there are. but it works in Heat really well. Whereas in Miami Vice, it's like, come on, let's get it yeah, going. I agree. Uh, but maybe it's because we have such two great actors. Right. Not that you know Jamie Fox and mm. uh, Colin Farrell aren't in, in Heat, but that doesn't work like it does here, where we have these two. Right. Some of the greatest of all time. Yeah. If you had to do a top ten, they both should be in there. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying my list. I mean like, like yeah, just like yeah. someone who's like serious about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen Heat, I actually had a buddy who hadn't seen it, and I was like, and I was like, here, you know, I yeah, just, yeah, I, you know, pretty much drive it over to their house. You need to see Heat. It's a great crime drama action movie. <laughs> yes, oh, it's 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 but a it's mix crime of drama three. first, probably, but right, and that's why of, it didn't go up. But but you're right, right. The, yeah. There are a couple of big action scenes in it, so. If I could include it, it'd be my number one. Yeah, so good. It'd be my number one. I love how much you pull for the bad guys in this movie. You do. Yeah. But, but you like Pacino's. Yep. I mean, Pacino's the cop, and he's really likable, but you really do kind of pull for the bad guys, uh -huh. too. Val Kilmer's in it. The cast oh, is Val great. Val was so good in it. it was, he is great in it. It's actually one of his better roles. Ashley Judd, amazingly, is good in it. Uh, yeah. John Boyd's got a... I mean, there's the the cast is great. Tone Loke is in it. Yeah, you're right. People. I, I, Without spoiling it and see if I can pull this off, I think the coolest shot in the movie was when they're on the plane tarmac mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. De Niro's holding Pacino's hand. Yeah. Yes. And the Moby music is going. Yes. I don't know, some people didn't know that that was a Moby song, but you can find it. It's uh, God Over the Face of the Water. It's one, was one of my favorite themes or, for so long. It's a really pretty song. Yeah. And then that whole closing you yes. know, uh, yep. shot was uh, was really cool. Yeah. Really well done. And... and uh, I think they've been in one other movie since then. Righteous yeah, Kill. Yeah, Righteous movie. Kill. That yeah. you know wasn't good. No, it wasn't um, good. Uh, they were good with they were what good, they were but given, the but the movie wasn't. And there's good. a lot Thank of. Thank God we have this. Yes, you yes, know, yes. To fall it's back it's on. in the canon now. Like yeah. all time, it can never be taken away from us. And it's like the ultimate cat and mouse movie. Yeah. You know, which is perfect considering it's Pacino and De Niro. It's actually funny too. It's got a lot of funny dialogue in it too. I will say last thing I'll say before we say, there's a lot of and I hope 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 this happens. Pacino's never been in a Scorsese movie. Scorsese's always wanted it to happen. Pacino's, but it's just oh, never right. worked out. It's kind of weird. It's just never worked out. But there's this movie called The Irishman. It's a mafia movie. It's supposed to happen. Scorsese's talked about it. De Niro's talked about it. Pacino's talked about it. It's supposed to be Scorsese directing. Pacino, De Niro, and Joe Pesci starring. And, I mean, it's been talked about for the past five or six years. And just this past year... They asked De Niro, Pacino, and Scorsese separately about it, and they all said they still want to do it, and it's still... That uh, would be so, oh, so cool. Oh, it would be, the, it would be amazing. Sometimes I really, I just really feel really like we don't have enough. And, you know, I don't really see a lot of... I, I personally don't see a lot of crime thrillers anymore. Mm -hmm. when that's like probably my favorite genre. Yeah. yeah. sci-fi. Mine too. And uh, so when you hear something like that, that gets me uh, really excited. Uh, really excited. Really, really hope it happens. Okay, my number three favorite action movie of all time is Big Trouble in Little China. Now, this one was my, like, asterisk, because it's a lot of comedy. Like, I couldn't decide, like, is this action or comedy, but there's a lot of action in it. 
And I like looked, and every place had it listed as action it is. comedy. It's pretty equally split. It is. It is pretty equally split. Uh, I've actually never seen this movie. Oh, are you serious? No. Oh, it's so good. John Carpenter, who of course did the thing and and uh, Halloween directed. Uh, it is. It's such a funny movie. Just get that. Kurt Russell is hilarious. He's he plays the 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 funny jackass. He plays the you know the smartass character, but he's hilarious in it. But um, the setting of it being in Chinatown and like kind of all this mystical magical thing, uh, it's like a it's kind of like magic action almost. And like you got these characters who end up being in Mortal Kombat years later, kind of like <laughs> <laughs> you do, like really, like a couple of the characters like inspired Mortal Kombat characters. But if you haven't seen it, Rachel, you've seen it, right? I've seen it, but I honestly, I, I don't remember a whole lot about it. It's been probably this has nothing to do with this from years. L.A. or no, no, no. they're, 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 they're okay. completely separate. Right. No, it's it's a completely separate deal. It's just a fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Kurt Russell's character is great. The action scenes are really, really cool and fun. I wish you guys had seen it so you could talk about it with me. But now I really, really want you guys to go out and watch it because it really is a, a fun. I mean, I've movie. seen it. I watched it with you like wonder, ten years ago. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea what kind of reviews it got. I mean, like I don't I know. know. It's I well liked it. on IMDb. So John Carpenter directed this. Uh, he also directed Halloween, which I think Halloween's an excellent. Oh, movie. it's great. Yeah, and the thing as well. Uh, oh wow, yeah, that is a. Eighty-three uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, the critics liked it a lot too. Huh. It was just announced a few weeks ago that they're remaking it. I did see that, and I didn't really like that they're doing it. Do you see who's starring in it? Mm-mm. It's The Rock, and mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I no. like The Rock, and I love Gosh. Big Trouble in Little China, but I it don't doesn't like... seem like the right personality for I don't that like character. It. Well, he's charming, and uh, Jack Burton. Kurt Russell's character is well, really right, char- but, but I, he can't really I be a funny be jackass. The, he he's a the, he's the a nice, sweet, charming. Yeah, he's a charming. Yeah. But the Rock, the Rock, the Rock is was like knows but, what's cooking. <laughs> but but here, yeah, true. Like, here's my other issue with the. If you watch the movie, Jack Burton's kind of the unlikely hero. He's a truck driver, and he's kind of forced into helping his his Asian buddy, who's like you know big time like a karate guy or whatever. Uh, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> Always professional here. What's one word I use to describe myself? Karate guy. Professional, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, The Rock is the most likely hero. So for right. him to play, like, this Jack Burton character who kind of falls into being a hero reluctantly. <laughs> Does that kind of work out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't know about that, but, but that's being remade here in the next year or two, I guess. Rachel, your number two favorite action flick of all time. My number two, I gave to a movie called Miami Connection. I was wondering if you're going to... I almost texted you to be like, dude, I know you're having a hard time with your action movie list. Consider Miami Connection. Miami Connection. Now, this is a movie, kind of like The Room. Awesome poster. Um, it It's just, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. And this guy, YK Kim, he stars in it. He wrote it. He produced it. He did it all. He directed it as well. He's he's actually like a martial arts expert. He was, I I think he was like a trainer or something like that. But he sunk everything into this movie. Like (laughs) everything he had, he put into this movie because he wanted uh, like a Kung Fu movie, but had no special effects. Like he wanted a real Kung Fu movie that was really going to be moving for people. And it just like nobody, nobody picked it up. Like he was crushed. Everybody told him like, this is a piece of garbage. You need to just pack it up. Stop sort showing like this to people. Room. Oh, it's it, um, it is the room. It's it's it, a terrible. It's movie. the same thing. It was picked it's, up by Draft House Films, uh, which is the same thing that happened with the room, which is why it became a bigger deal because they put money into promoting it and started showing it at theaters all over the place. But this poor guy, YK Kim, it became like his shame, and he kind of sort of went into hiding because mm-hmm. of it because he was so ashamed and he thought it was going to be such a big deal. So fast forward to I don't know what year, but some guy at Alamo Draft House bought it off of ebay for like 15 50 dollars he bought a copy of it off ebay and he didn't know what it was he didn't know what it was it was just some random print like an obscure print of right. a movie. what was this like the original like uh oh, eight millimeter or whatever i don't know like whatever it was in the 90s when they picked it up or like... no this was like three or four or five years ago okay yeah it, it, it hasn't been very long but the guy found it really loved it gave it to draft house draft house put money into it 
This in two thousand nine, he found it. Okay, so, so you um, just recently seen this movie? You didn't grow up watching was, it? No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we saw it. Because it came out in Three years ago, yeah. two okay. or three years ago. Can I read the description? The description yeah, is absolutely. awesome for it. This is crazy. All right, a martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. <laughs> that is exactly what happens, and it's exactly as good as it sounds. Yeah, um, <laughs> motorcycle ninjas. It's me. <laughs> no, the cool. band actually. Made, I don't know. The motorcycle ninjas are pretty cool, but the band part of it oh. is—you would think like a ninja band would like have some hardcore yeah. music, but no, they like their friendship. friendship forever, yeah. honesty, loyalty. <laughs> like it's—it's uh, it's like a pop, an '80s pop band, and they're oh. like dancing around on stage, uh. and they're. Karate. Oh, I gotta get out of here. Called. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> you gotta watch this movie. It's terrible, do. but it's so good. And it now, now it's getting positive reviews. Everybody's talking about it. It's become one of those things like the room where they show it in theaters and large Midnight groups show showings, up and everybody yeah. loves it and they all have their own little things that they do and like. And so it, now the main guy, uh, what's his name again? Yk Kim. It's cool because he's got to like soak in the success of it. All these years later, it was doomed to fail. It was. Labeled a failure. He lost all this money on it, what, like 20 yeah, years Yeah, because it came out in 87. Yeah. Originally is when he made it. So, you know, in 2012, it finally got re-released. Hey, guys, I'm taking a shower first. Go for it, Jim. Hey, Jim, I got a letter for you. A letter? It's from Washington, D.C. Hey, give it to me. What's the story? Give it to me. Huh? Give What's me the, the big secret? Give me the letter. Give, give, me, give me the damn letter now! Give me the letter. Okay, okay. You can have Give it. me the letter get now. It. Get it. Grab it. Oh. Give me the letter! Oh. Try again. Now! Jeez, you guys, what's going on what's out going here? On here? What what's are you trying on? to do? Wake up the neighbors? Maybe get some work done. You would have had enough done from that street. Okay. 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 Sorry, I'll get it. What's going on here? You guys trying to wake up the neighbors or what? Did you have seen for one night? Tell you what get enough, I'll tell you. Tim, you guys fighting or what? What happened? What letter? Todd, what happened? I don't know, he won't tell me. Huh? Jim, what is this letter? Tell us, go ahead, tell us. Why don't you explain to us? Come on, we're, we're your best friends. Sorry, it's hiding from this from you guys. Oh, man. But, but this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. You can find some pretty interesting statistics if you kind of dig on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it gets like a six point, pretty much a 6.1 for a rating. And if you look at the rating breakdown, the the highest uh, rating is 10 at 18.6%. <laughs> exactly. And now you can also break it down to males, females, and under the age of 18, over the That's age of 18. So and the highest on this is males under 18. <laughs> That makes yep. complete it sense. It does. It's so much fun, though. If you're going to watch it, you really need to watch it with a group. If you watched it by yourself, I'm sure it probably wouldn't have the same effect. You'd just be like, this is a terrible movie. It's yeah. so over the top and so bad, and the acting is terrible. Uh, motorcycle ninjas. like. Every- I mean, it's really a one, but I rated it as a ten. Yeah. Same as the room. Yeah, it it's was, my it's second so favorite enjoyable. bad movie of all time. Yep, to mine the as well. You know it that well as well. Yeah, it, well, because it became like... it. I saw it in the, the re-release as well, and I'm the same way. I kind of got into it, and it's a whole thing. Cool. Kind of like The Room. Not quite on the same level as The Room, but just one step down from The Room. Agreed. And everybody in the theater loved it. So yes. if you have a chance, especially to see it in a the theater, Misty you need to went, and she she doesn't know anything about this whole like kind of bad movie subculture, and she thought it was freaking hilarious. She loved okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's yeah. a good bad movie, but yeah. it's my second favorite action movie of all time. <laughs> Great choice. Jacob, your number two favorite action flick of all time. Um, I think I've talked about this one with y'all before. I have a very special love for The Hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah, you have mentioned that, and I was surprised. Yeah. Just because it's it was a good movie, but you just kind of forget about it. I just kind of like... Really? I don't think it was, I, I it was a really of, huge movie. Like, oh, it was big. Yeah. My family really I mean, loves it. I got to be honest, it bored me to tears. Really? Like I thought it was so boring. Is it because like the Tom Clancy style? Yeah, you know? that's just not. It's just not my thing. Uh-huh. But my family really liked it, and I remember they watched it a lot as I was growing up. I I, I really like Sean Connery in this movie. 
obviously we know Sean Connery as James Bond for the most part. Of course, in the nineties, maybe when we were growing up, we yeah, know we know two Sean Connerys. We know James Bond, and we yeah. know Sean Connery with a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Celebrity Jeopardy, Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But between him and Alec, uh, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's fine in it. You know, this is right yeah. when they thought he was going to be a big deal. Yep. And then, of course, Alec Baldwin's going to be like this kind of just funny yeah. uh, actor and not quite as serious as yep. uh, he originally started out between that and uh, Glengarry Glenn yes. Ross. Because that was exactly. about the same, yeah. definitely within a year or so. Yeah, Glengarry Glenn Ross was 92. So, uh, you know, he's fine as Jack Ryan in this movie, but it's more so the smart kind of action thriller, you know, that I really enjoy about The Hunt for Red October. Uh, I am a Tom Clancy fan, and um, well, it also might have been because you said it was smart, and it came out in '92, so I was nine. Yeah. So I mean, like, I haven't watched it since I've become an adult. Oh, I might really? enjoy it now. I'm guessing a lot of the storyline just went completely over my head because I was a kid watching. That's possible. It, it is. It is. We're talking smart, about so. submarines here. Yeah. You know? Right. So, it is a uh, smart action movie yeah there's a lot sure. of stuff that i guess yes definitely could go over somebody's head but it won a lot of rewards when it came oh, out it was a yeah good it was good and it made a lot of money too um, there were some just fascinating action sequences when you're dealing with i mean how do you make a movie about submarines interesting and i think this is probably one of the only ones yeah because there's a couple out there like you know what k19 widowmaker yeah pass you know I, yeah so das I, boot uh you're right that's that's right that's a good movie yeah um, yeah it's good yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, Red, this is actually 90 so you're even younger than that you're 7 years old uh, you know another one that makes me think of is Crimson Tide which it, I liked it, a lot yeah you're right okay sorry there are good uh, <laughs> uh, there are some good uh, submarines out there but this is my favorite submarine movie when we do our submarine list sorry this is a spoiler <laughs> this is my number one <laughs> U571 <laughs> so uh, what a weird list if we made it <laughs> so, that someone, would be the someone ultimate. looking would be so like many we'll pass on that one yeah. <laughs> I'd listen to it just out of curiosity. Yeah, like, are there five submarine movies? Uh, that's a good choice, though. It's it's it really was a and actually that makes me want to rewatch it because I I last watched it probably in the mid nineties. It's on it's on Netflix and uh, it's been on there for a while. And I want to note, uh, point out I think what they really uh, they do a really cool thing with the Russian dialogue or for the first twenty minutes of the movie. Sean Connery, everyone who's Russian is speaking in Russian. And all of a sudden, the camera zooms into his mouth as he's speaking in Russian. And boom, without editing, without changing, whatever, he starts speaking in English. It zooms back out. And so now, you know, we don't have to read um, subtitles. subtitles the entire time. Yeah. Except for when uh, That's actually really Jack cool. Ryan shows up on the scene and boom, all of a sudden, they're speaking in Russian again. So really, That's really cool. kind of cool yeah. way to do it. Huh. That is cool. And now when they speak in English, they speak with an English, uh, not American accent, but an English accent. So you can still kind of keep that difference between yeah. the characters. It's just a kind of a smart way to That's handle that. That's actually really that. cool, yeah. Um, I, I love The Hunt for Red October. Sometimes I want to put it in my top 10 all time, but there's, you know, whatever. It is definitely in my top, you know, 50. That's an, that's an underrated it deserves like, a rewatch for me for it sure. was a big deal at the time but I kind of feel like it's forgotten maybe a little bit like in the in, you know, like when people that's talk so funny because I think movies. about it all the time yeah. <laughs> but I mean like in the midst of like when people are like counting down action movies I feel like it's it's kind of forgotten maybe but I didn't I mean, even, it was a big big deal at the and time. I didn't even like in my mind to me it would be a drama right. there's a lot of drama elements I would yeah. say more thriller it's listed action adventure maybe thriller. thriller yeah yeah. yeah, and I'm thriller. I just love thrillers, so it's so right up my alley. I'm the same way. Yeah. Good choice. My number two favorite action movie of all time. This is one I loved a lot as a kid. First Blood, the original <laughs> Rambo movie. The Rambo is really good. The ori- it is legitimately Honestly, a really good movie. It's the only Rambo I've seen. Really? Yeah. I've seen them all. I loved Rambo as a kid. I thought it was the coolest. I didn't get to watch it. Too violent. Oh, really? <laughs> so I never followed up with it. But so you watch the original later on when you're older? I, I watched it when in my mid, mid-20s. Now, the original, I assume that it has really good reviews because it's legitimately a really good movie. Now, the other ones become over the top and he becomes like Rambo, That's defeats the, Rambo the entire I Russian remember. army. That's out. Yeah, yeah like th- those Rambos, they're fun, but they become ridiculous. But the original First Blood, it was actually kind of a cool... This is going to sound funny because we're talking about Rambo here, but it was kind of a cool character study. Rambo really doesn't say much at all in the movie. You know, it's kind of a cool look at like post uh, war. What's the, help me out, post war stress? Post traumatic stress syndrome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. PTSD. There we go. Yes. And kind of the effects. 
it's just badass too. He it's one dude in the woods taking you know the cops are jerks. The small town cops. Rambo, he's just trying to do his thing. I actually man. assumed that this would be written by Sylvester Stallone because he's not a terrible writer. No, he's not. I mean, he wrote the original Rocky and won right. an Oscar for it. Right? Didn't he wrote several of the Rockies? Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay. And he wrote uh, he writes he wrote the Copland. Yeah, Copland, which is a, which Copland's is a, great. Movie. It's a really really good movie. But then on those list, we should have <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, I got a shout out. Yeah, but uh, the original Rambo movie, a lot of action in. But I love seeing this dude. Who's just kind of minding his own business, and these jerk cops in a small town give him a hard time. Then he like just takes them all out one by one because they forced his hand. Right. Okay, Colonel. Now you got us all scared to death. What What do you and the special forces think I ought to do about your psycho out there? Let him go. Do what? For now. Defuse the whole situation. Defuse him. Provide a little gap and let him slip through it. Then put out a nationwide APB. In a couple of weeks, you'll pick him up in Seattle or someplace working in a car wash. There'll be no fight and nobody else will get hurt. I do my own work. I don't figure the best way to do that is to close my eyes and, and hope he gets picked up in Seattle. Well, if you send your people in there after him, they'll get killed. You know, we're just a small, hick town sheriff's department, Colonel, but we're expected to do our duty just like our heroes in the special forces. In special forces, we teach our people to stay alive in the line of duty. No shit. I never thought of that. You want a war? You can't win. Are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us? You send that many. Don't forget one thing. What? A good supply of body bags. Ah, oh, such a cool movie. It, it, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I've only seen it once. So, so isn't he just trying to mind his own business? Yes. And they're just trying to, like, you know, kick him out of town? Kind yeah. Of the deal? Yeah. Yep, that's exactly. I remember exactly. thinking, like, this is a little ridiculous, but it's still, it was, I thought it was good. I it, thought it was good. It's a good I was surprised because I was expecting like a duh, 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 yeah. them all down. Yeah. And, and that's and, what happens uh, in which parts is two what and three. We and probably, right. what we know about right. Rambo. Yeah. But the, I just looked it up. It's got 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, I'm not alone here. The critics like it's 7.7 on IMDb. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's legitimately a really good movie. You should rewatch the original First Blood if you haven't seen it. The soundtrack is good, I remember surprisingly and the the kills like the way he kills the certain guys and stuff like that some cool creative kills there you go my number two favorite movie uh, action movie of all time first blood rachel before we get to your number one let's go through and all of us list our honorable mentions the ones that almost made the list but didn't quite your honorable mentions uh like i said die hard was the first thing i wrote down top gun really mm-hmm. should have been in there too yeah, i really top like Gun's top great. gun you're right probably, um huh. yeah the matrix yeah. The yes. first Matrix. I am shocked nobody, unless well, it was, Jacob's got coming up. It was really good. Oh, it's I amazing. Mean, it's amazing. Oh, it's I amazing. And it was a game changer. Uh, I was so mad that year because that's the same year that Star Wars came out and the, the prequels. And I just wanted to like, wanted to like it so much. And, and the Matrix was blown up. It won all the awards. And of course now, you know, 15 years has gone by and, you know, I'm, I, Clearly hate the prequels. Right. <laughs> and, you, right. and I love, love the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> the Raid was fantastic. Uh, and that was just a straight... I, I was surprised choice. at how much I liked The Raid because it is straight... We watched together. It was. It's, it was. it's well, just... Was a, uh, I, oh, I had to leave halfway yep, through. Brandon had did. to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it so much it made me poop. <laughs> I was amazed I liked The Raid as much as I did though because it's straight... It's straight beating people up. It's just fights. Oh, yeah. and that's the whole the movie. Best but it's I've seen it amazing. That in a long time. It's I amazing. I believe I didn't think of the yeah. raid. Um, yeah. The raid should be my on my list. Yeah. I yeah, I was sad that it yeah. that it didn't make my list. Didn't uh, even cross my mind. A newer one that I really enjoyed that I didn't expect to enjoy, John Wick. Um, yeah, I enjoyed John Wick. Minority Report, another Tom Cruise movie. Yep. Twenty One Jump Street, which was on that line between comedy and sure. action, so yeah, I didn't want to include yeah. it, but well, it, I still wrote it down. Yeah. It. True. That's true. true. Um, I did have Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves it's on the all list. I really well. loved that I movie well. a lot. Yeah, I grew up with that. Uh, fun. And yeah. Lethal Weapon, which we already talked about, and Robocop. Robocop, good choice. Yeah, the original Robocop yeah. was really good. Was fun. I mean, it was a lot of good. It Actually, was a lot of fun. Really? Yep. There's a lot of movies, I'm telling you, in the 80s I probably wasn't allowed to watch that I'm still trying to play catch up on. Yeah. Including like the dirty comedies, uh, the violent uh, action movies. So all the best ones. And of course, most horror movies. Oh, so all the best ones. So like I haven't seen Commando. Oh, that's Uh, on my honorable mentions list. (laughs) (laughs) I love Commando. Yeah, there's several in there that I haven't seen and, you know. 
Maybe they're on my watch list. Yeah. Uh, one day I will. What are your honorable mentions, Jacob? Honestly, I don't have any. Because of all my stipulations. Oh, yeah. that's you know? true. That would narrow down and, your list uh, quite so, a bit. Like, I, there's really, I can't think of anything. Might throw True Romance on there, but I really think True Romance should be in right. my list. If right. that were the case. And I would, you know, I would kick out Lethal Weapon. I love, but whatever. I, so I don't have any. Sorry. <laughs> Brandon? Uh, my honorable mentions, the ones that we've already talked about, Terminator 2, like I said, would have been my number six. Commando is on there. Kill Bill Volume 1 is on there. And Top Gun. Uh, some other ones that I had listed, Best of the Best, which is a martial arts flick starring <laughs> you do Eric Roberts and Chris Penn. That's all you got to know. America takes their best fighters. Japan takes their best fighters. Head to head. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, they try to convince you that a hillbilly... It's all there in the title. They, it is the best of the best. They try to convince you that a Never hillbilly Chris Penn is an awesome uh, martial arts fighter. Oh, it's great. James Earl Chris Jones Penn. is in it. Oh, yeah. Sean Penn's brother. Oh, I love Best of the Best. I like seeing Chris Penn in movies. Uh, I liked him so much in... Um, Reservoir Dogs? Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he was great in Reservoir Dogs. Stop putting that gun in my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Chris Penn. And it kind of sounded like Sean Penn, is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter in there? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, uh, I also had listed Gladiator, which I love. But I can't believe that didn't make it more drama. I, I love. Yeah, it was like period piece slash drama. It's like right. dinner, but it is an action movie. I had a hard time on how to categorize that. I also had The Last Dragon, which is an '80s martial arts. Awesome. You do awesome some love some eighties martial arts. I do. Movies. I do. Wait till you get. That's to funny my that one. we didn't bring up. Oh, well, well, I was about to say Bloodsport. Or I mean, I didn't. Re- I've actually never seen. I maybe have seen one movie with John Claude Van Damme. Dude, we we need to have some talks then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also have the original Clash of the Titans, which I loved, and the Running Man with with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about the Running Man. All right, so that is our honorable mentions. Rachel, your number one action flick of all time. I went with Scarface. This is my asterisk movie, but I went ahead and qualified it as an action movie because when the general audience thinks about it, they're going to think about the last scene. They're going to think about the gunfight, which Mm -hmm. is the very last scene. It's the most iconic scene of the movie. Well, the second most iconic would probably be the chainsaw scene, which is kind of action-y as well. So I actually consider it more of a drama. I think general audiences, when they think about Scarface, think more about the action elements than the story behind everything else so obviously the the shootout at the end with tony montana uh that gave us collapse in this movie oh Oh, it's it's fantastic he just tanks it's so it as he rises he he tanks exactly and that's what's so great (laughs) about it like it's it it's you know it's it's a spin on the american dream it shows you the american dream but you know the way that he gets it he gets his just desserts at the end he lives the american dream but he doesn't get the happy ending because he's a bad guy. Right. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers I say, that's the bad guy. So? What I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. So say good night to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Come on. I mean, I love it. I, and again, I to me, it's more mafia crime movie. Right, so, right. So I didn't put it, but I can see, but I'm cool with just kind of like I just Pete. feel I'm like, sure. I just feel like sure. if it was more of, if it was a straight mafia crime movie, it would not be as well received as it is. I mean, like there's Scarface posters of him on like a dollar bill. Think about the places 
And oh, the people you the see with those in their home, it, like, these are people who mainstream. don't want deep drama movies. These are people who want like killing and action and like <laughs> everywhere that I've seen, like people that have Scarface posts and I'm like, why would you like Scarface? But because it's because of the action elements that are involved in it. Yeah. And it's because it's kind of funny. Like it's like the rap world movie, like because it's kind of like guy coming from the bottom and he's kind of a bad dude. Right. In a way you could equate him to like, that's a, true. It is talked about from, a lot in rap music from and stuff the like streets that. type of guy, yeah. you know, it's from rags to riches and like getting all the money, you can't just get the women, get, get it, the power, get it, how get the money, you can get, get it, it how yep. you can get it, screw whoever you got to screw to get it. And I mean, it's really funny. It and is and really Pacino funny. is so hilariously over the top badass. Like, he's a pretty like good purpose. Cuban. So, uh, <laughs> he plays a pretty good Cuban. He does. He does. He plays, yeah. I mean, he's, he's just really, a really convincing Cuban. He is. Really, he's great in it. Uh, like, I think Scarface is okay, but I love uh, Carlito's Way. Oh, Carlito's, Carlito's Way. Way. It's, it's about awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's my De Palma movie. Yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of that, do you all think De Palma's a good director? He's so hit or miss. A he's, lot of people so, think he's a hack and he still scenes. Did you know that? Yeah, I've read. I've read yeah. that. I've read that. Like, but I, I mean, like The Untouchables a lot, but he is. I think he's done more bad movies than good. I think and so. As too, a but, huge but, fan of L.A. Confidential, he just obliterated the Black Dahlia, which is an excellent book. Yeah, and it kills me. Yeah, he is hit or miss. But like when he hits, I mean, like he's. I mean, he's got Scarface, Untouchables, Carlito's Way in his in his canon. And he. I mean, even has movies like movies. he's got some really good movies in his filmography. I mean, like I liked movies like Raising Cain. I know is a he's done some thrillers that I liked, but yeah, Scarface. I, I love Scarface, and again, it would probably be my number again, one. Again, asterisk, but yeah, I, I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So Pacino's so good, and I love. I, I needed a Pacino movie on my list. Yeah. All right, Ra- uh, Jacob, your number one favorite action movie of all time. Rachel, do you know what it's going to be? Not Y'all with your not with your stipulations now that you've taken out Star Sci-fi, Wars yeah, and no Star Indiana Wars. Jones. I just, yeah, those I don't those, know. I those were sure the two givens. The, yeah. for you. So I'm not sure. What's crazy that is this is technically a sequel to a movie that I've already mentioned on my list. From well, one perspective, you could say it's not fair, but from another perspective, it's a completely different actor playing the same character. Oh, is it the Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan. Uh, Patriot, Patriot Games. Patriot Games. Oh. Um, and uh, again, just like The Hunt for Red October, I, I, I have a very special place. One, Harrison Ford is probably my all-time favorite actor. Mm-hmm. Definitely action actor. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, when he plays his drama roles, they're just, eh. Like, if you see Working Girl, he just doesn't seem right. Doesn't yeah, seem right. Yeah. So when he's, this is, these are these the perfect movies for, for him, it seems. Right. Because he's so, he's just so, uh, you know, good at it. Mm-hmm. That's it then, huh? That's it. You know, on second thoughts, maybe I won't have a drink with you. Okay, then I'll go home. For a safe trip. I'll go home and call the TV stations. Give them what they want. Let them take their cameras into my daughter's hospital room. Put it on the evening news. I don't give a shit whether you did it or not, and neither will anyone else. But I will put such a stranglehold on your gun money, you'll be out in the street throwing rocks. I will fucking destroy you. I will make it my mission in life. Uh, so here we have another, you know, CIA smart movie. I mean, I don't, I never really read any Tom Clancy books. I just appreciate these movies where they really make you think. And, um, you know, you kind of have to put, well, I won't say political, but, you know, there are some political things that, that go along with it. In this movie, we have uh, Harrison Ford uh, playing Jack Ryan, CIA operative. He's actually supposed to be retired out of these. Have you all seen it in a while? Uh, uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen it. Oh, really? Honestly. I've seen it. I just haven't seen it in a while. And, okay. and you also borrow my Wow, I didn't know Samuel L. Jackson was in it. So, yeah, yes. It's been so long, I haven't seen There's it. There's a lot of people, yeah, there's in a, a lot time. of uh, people who are actually in this movie who you would kind of maybe forget about. The uh, the bad guy is uh, Sean, uh, Sean Bean. Whoa, oh, really? Sean so Bean's he awesome dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poor Sean Bean. <laughs> Just can't make it. Can't make it work. But uh, they're uh, all motivated. They're Irish uh, terrorists. And so Jack Ryan's trying to track down. In, in this story, he's tracking down the Irish terrorists and uh, trying to put them to a stop because I don't know if he was a prime minister mm-hmm. of England. And so they're trying to solve that whole, that whole problem. It's really well done. The music's great. Uh, you know, the third movie was okay, um, Clear and Present Danger. Yeah, Clear and Present Danger. Uh, that movie was fine, but uh, 
Patriot Games is really underrated, I think, as an as an action film, and I think yeah. people forget about it probably. Yeah, especially so. when they think of Harrison Ford's movies. Yeah, um, right. it might. Well, it's not my favorite Harrison Ford movie, but it's in my top five, no <laughs> doubt. If you haven't watched it in a while, watch it. It's it's really smart, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Sean Bean's a great bad guy in it. Oh, is he's he? awesome. Oh, he's so he's a badass. I need to rewatch it. I honestly haven't watched it since it came out, so I need to give it a rewatch because. I, I honestly don't remember much about it other than it being a Jack Ryan flick. Yeah, that's good. All right, I'll give it a rewatch. Uh, Patriot Games, number one favorite. What? I was going to ask what your number one is. Oh, go ahead. Brandon, what's your number one action film of <laughs> well, all time? Jacob kind of spoiled it accidentally. I knew this was going to be your number oh, one. My number one <laughs> favorite it. action flick of all time is Bloodsport. <laughs> I love Blood. And then again, this is an action movie list, so I don't care. I, I don't, honestly don't. I know nothing about this movie. Oh I, don't, I don't even know the premise Ask of Brandon. it. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. I watched it so many times. <laughs> Let me tell you. When, when VHS first came out, like... Well, not when they first came out, but I remember going to the video store and re-renting and re-renting and re-renting Bloodsport because I loved it so much as a kid. It's got a 6.8 on IMDb. It's got the same rating as Patriot Games. (laughs) (laughs) That is so great. There's like a good good six months where every time me and Brandon would try to figure out what to watch, he'd say, let's watch Bloodsport. (laughs) You want to watch Bloodsport? Let's watch Bloodsport. Is it the action violence? Is there a story behind it? There is a story, and it's kind of like, okay, so basically what happens is, and it's based on a true story, surprisingly enough, about this American named Frank Dukes. You want to read the synopsis? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, good idea. Follows Frank Dukes, an American martial artist serving in the military who decides to leave the army to compete in a martial arts tournament in Hong Kong where fights to the death can occur. What's going on? It's Chong Lee, the current champ. He's never been defeated. Those awesome records, including the fastest kill. He killed a guy during the last kumite. Yep. Kicked the poor bastard right in the throat. I died right there on the platform. Chong Lee stood there and watched him die. This is, it's called the Committee or whatever, com- Committee or whatever, I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's a Japanese name, Hong Kong. <laughs> it's like underground fights, but it's a big, big deal there. And yes, some deaths can occur, fights to the deaths. But it's a true story about this American guy. Again, he leaves the army because, and he goes and fights in these things. And of course, you know, they like, oh, this American guy, you know, he can't compete with, you know, the Asian world of martial arts or whatever. And so, you know, it's kind of the classic. You see him, it's a tournament style. So he kind of fights these, he makes his way up to the top, and they do a good job. The Way of the Dragon kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. And they do a good job of, like, presenting, like, the biggest, you know, baddest mofo in the beginning. And that's who he has to fight at the end. And it's such a, such a great, great fight. Boris Whitaker's in it. Now, does he do any martial arts? That's hard uh, to believe. He, is he a trainer? <laughs> yeah, he's a trainer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was probably he was pretty skinny back then. <laughs> yeah, he was. Forrest Whitaker was really good in this. It's a, it's a fun movie. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's a good movie. But as far as just watching some guys beat on each other and fight and like training sequences and tournaments and things like that. It's a fun, fun movie. I totally spoiled this for you. <laughs> I work with a guy who lives by the code of Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's and awesome. He has like this guy a, is awesome. a shelf of DVDs he wants me to have or borrow because I haven't seen any Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. You so. absolutely have to watch Bloodsport and Kickboxer. He says that, Time Cop. Time Cop um, was with Cyborg maybe. 
That's yeah, where, I don't, I mean, no cyborg. Never yeah, heard of that. Yeah, the, that was him and Dolph Lundgren. I mean, dream team. Uh, but uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, back then, what was so cool about Van Damme was like he himself was a legit martial artist. He had won several kickboxing tournaments, and so he was legit. I mean, you, you watch these fight sequences. I mean, it's kind of like watching, you know, Jet Li. You know, oh, good Bruce actor, Lee. no, but he's legit. So it's cool to watch his fight scenes. So there you go. Bloodsport, my number one favorite action flick of all time. I need time. to throw something else out there just because I just thought of it and I can't believe that I didn't think of it. Sidekicks. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Jonathan yes. Brandis. I paid that. I was in love with Jonathan Brandis. Like, in love with Jonathan Brandis, which nobody probably knows who he, he is, is today. He was a heartthrob back in the day, though. Um, he, Yeah. He, he was around. People knew him, but I was in love with Jonathan <laughs> Brandis. Like a, Better looking version of Simon Pegg, in a way. I, <laughs> wow. Sorry, Simon Pegg. That, that is I, the first time that phrase has ever been uttered. I remember, <laughs> I, I should have mentioned this just because I remember I paid $90 for the VHS Are you of Sidekicks. Serious? $90. I saved up all my money from birthdays, Christmases, whatever, Whoa. and so bought. VHS for 90 bucks. That's Whoa. mean. Like, well, I mean, that was back when it came out, so that was. Like it was like rare or something. I, don't I paid know, but good I paid... money for the original VHS of Panic and Needle Park Pacino's first ever film debut because it was so rare. But this was Pacino's first film. This was not hey Sidekicks. Sorry, Jonathan hey Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. I would have paid. I would have paid any price for Jonathan Brandis at that point. But it's like the it, Joe Pescopo is the the bad guy. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I like so, I mean, it's it's like absurd. It's fun. It's fun. It's yeah. a terrible movie. But you know what? It, that's funny you said because I considered The Karate Kid, but I kind of felt like it was more drama. Well, that was. one was because there was a story behind right, it. Right. There and that now, was to me the difference kicks, between like blood sport. Not so much. And, well, and, and Karate Kid was like the action was like secondary right, to what right. the storyline was. Karate Kid was this action drama family. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yep. See. Yeah. And I, I yeah. kind of consider it more drama family. But there is action in it, but I just want to consider it as Sidekicks qualifies more as an action because of Chuck Norris and because the storyline was so absurd that nobody cares. <laughs> but the, but also the action wasn't good enough because we're talking about Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis doing some karate moves. So Sidekicks has a 4.8 on, on IMDb. That's better than I thought it would do, actually. There must have been a lot of Jonathan Brandis slash Chuck Norris fans get on there and rated it higher than it deserved. So there's that. There you go. Good note to end on. That is <laughs> that is Pulp Fiction's top five favorite action films of all time. Next week is going to be a lot of fun because the new Fantastic Four movie is coming out. You know, with that in mind, we're going to count down our top five favorite remakes or reboots. You know, they're going to try to Marvel's kind of going to try to redeem what was an awful first two Fantastic Four films, and uh, say that five times fast. And with this new one, so we're going to see what our five favorite remakes of all time are. Yep. Thank you for listening this week. This is Pulp Fiction. <laughs>